wonder, singing that hymn, How Great Thou Art, one of my favorites, as many of them are. I wonder if our heart and our mind, we are singing that song, that hymn, honestly. How great thou art. Well, he's great whether we believe it or not. You tap me down just a little bit there and get a little reverb. Whether we believe God is great, whether we obey or listen to Him, His greatness never fails. What He's done for us, what He does in general, whether He blessed us ever again and the fact that He saved our soul, God's still great. Matter of fact, if, if every, every 8 billion uh, souls on the planet today denied Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, guess what? He's still great. His greatness is not measured by the actions of humanity or his church. And praise God for that. Amen? When we look at what he has done for us, I wonder how it matches up with our actions in, uh, in our life. Proverbs in chapter 30, we find we're going to get back into here. Uh, in this message here this morning, and uh, even though I realize that the, the verses will be on the screen, I want you to follow along in your Bibles today. In Proverbs chapter 30, verse 29 says, There be three things which go uh, well, yea, four are comely in going. A lion, which is strongest among the beasts, among beasts, and turneth not away from any, for any. A greyhound, and he goat also, and a king against whom there is no rising up. Beloved, last week we looked at the first two characters inside of these, uh, this two, these two verses here. We looked at the, the, the strength of a, of a lion, meaning the, the stand of a lion. Who it, it, it's, it's an example of boldness. Again, as I mentioned in the introduction last week, uh, there, there's characters in the Bible that God would have us to Take on their attributes, not instincts. We cannot have instincts as humans. I know people like to think that. and uh, You don't have instincts. You are a created being, uh, conceived in the image of, of God, if you will. Uh, animals have instincts. They, have, they, they don't live eternally. We have a soul that's going to live eternally somewhere. Therefore, we, don't, we have learned behavior, okay? No one has to teach, uh, teach an animal in reality, to go search for food. and no one, God didn't have to wake up in the morning and tell the sparrow, uh, go get a worm. He's not laying up in store worms, if you will. He's just going to go out there. God provides them, and he does what is natural to him. But these, these part of the animal kingdom, as we looked at two last week, one today, then we'll get into the, the, the kingdom of humans. We, we see the boldness of a lion, uh, someone who is willing to stand on the precepts of truth, someone who is willing to stand against uh, cultural misinterpretation, who's willing to stand against the conformity to this life, who's willing to stand against compromise of the Holy Scripture. 
We heard the praise this morning, how thankful it is, and how we, we take for granted often many times of, of being in a Bible-believing church. Well, guys, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, our gratitude and gratefulness of being and having a Bible-believing church where you can learn the truth is your application to it. Okay? You can come here every Sunday and Wednesday and you can take on board the teaching, the preaching, and enjoy the fellowship and have the coffee and, and high five and do all that stuff if you want. And that's fine. But if you don't apply what's being taught, it's doing you absolutely no good. You may not remember every single sermon that is preached in a given time, just like you're not going to remember every single meal uh, that you've eaten uh, throughout the year. But I will tell you this, every one of those meals have provided nutrients to your body. So even though you don't remember uh, the sermon by title, by points, and sometimes even the scriptures, if you will take what is being taught uh, that day, in that moment, and apply it into your life, it will become a learned trait, a learned attribute in your characteristics of these days. That's what we look at with the lion. We need to take a stand. Take a stand upon what is right. Last week we also looked at the greyhound. Uh, the anemic-looking little dog that, you know, everybody seems to like, that royalty loves, and boy, they can move. Man, I never in my life could figure out if a greyhound got loose, you ain't going to catch that thing for anything. They are fast. They are, they are something to watch when they get into full speed. It's a work of art, if you will. A greyhound has that swiftness, and that's what we are to have, but we need to be swift to what? Here, slow to speak, slow to wrath as we heard last week. So this morning I want to speak to you on the second part of go well. Uh, the Bible clearly tells us there in verse 9, it says that there be three things which go well, yea, four are clearly in going. So, beloved, if we want to go well in our life, there are some attributes that we have to apply in our days. There are some attributes that we need, uh, we need to learn from that will bring benefits and blessings into our life. I wonder if we were to do a survey uh, in the room today, if we were to go through and just do a blind survey, no one, you know, no signatures, no names, no anything, and just ask everyone, do you feel like you are almost always in an uphill struggle in this life? I wonder how many of us would say yes. How many of us would just go, yep. And I'm going to be honest with you guys, you're going to have tough days in your life. You know what that's called? That's called living. Amen? But along with the tough days, you're going to have some good days, some easy days, some great days. But do you know what makes the easy and the great and the wonderful and the blessed days? You know what makes them great? The tough ones. You know what enables you to get through the tough days? is putting your faith where it belongs and applying the attributes of this Word of God right here. That greyhound is swift, man. And these attributes that we find in our life when they're applied in this life will render blessings, will render benefits. I'm going to tell you right now, some people listen to this sermon somewhere, some way here, wherever it may be. You're in a marriage today that's holding on by a shoestring. A shoestring. In football, we used to call them shoestring tackles. Uh, somebody would barely get a hold of a, of, a, of a leg or a foot, and he'd finally take the guy down after being dragged about 12 yards. Those are shoestring tackles. That means you barely, barely made the tackle. And there's some marriages in this world today. There's some, like I said, that are listening to this sermon. You're holding on by a shoestring right now. 
Let me ask you a question. Why not just try it God's way? I know we joke around. We were talking about diets, and, um, and I, again, I'm going to pay for this after church today. I, I realize it. But, but I, I know I said that if you can't say no to the, uh, <laughs> to the sweets and the chocolate, you're just weak. And, and I get it, guys. I've said that, and, uh, and we said it in a Bible study several years ago. I've never lived it down yet, and, but the truth still is there. If you can apply the teachings of the Holy Scripture so that benefits and blessings can be rendered in your life, in your marriage, in your work, in your days, guess what's coming? You're just weak. That's, I mean, there's no other way to put it. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm trying to be arrogant. I'm trying to provoke you. Quit trying it your way. If anybody in here can testify of what it's like trying it their way, it's me. My plots and my plans and my, I'm about 0 for 15 now, man. But I'll tell you what, I'm blessed beyond imagination. I'll take God's way over the highway any days of this life. So you need to be swift. We need to stand. Paul said this. He said, that, he said uh, brethren, I have not, uh, uh, he, he said, uh, I count not myself to have apprehended. He says, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are before. He says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Beloved, if you are going to take the stand, if you are going to be swift, if you are going to have sound feet as the he-goat, you're going to have to put some things in the rear view. You're going to have to put some things behind you. And with full force, press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God, reaching forth under the things which are before. You see, this goat here, beloved, again, several examples that we can use of a goat and how this characteristic can apply in our life. And, uh, you know, when you think about a goat, man, a goat just keeps his head down and just keeps moving forward. But the thing that I want to focus on about a goat is the soundness of their steps. It's fed. Listen, man, a goat is one, they are one of the most tenacious animals there is. These guys, man, we call them stubborn. You say, well, you're just stubborn as an old billy goat. That's one of the old southern sayings. You're just, you're just stubborn as a billy goat. It's not so much stubbornness that a goat has than it is tenacity. That tenacity is used to allow them and to enable them to have sound steps in their goings. You say, well, preacher, how in the world? God's using him as an example, not me. So if God, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is going to use a he-goat as an example, I'm going to run with it this morning. You see, a goat will have a goal in mind. Maybe to reach food or shelter in a remote location. But, and they're not dissuaded, guys, by uneven terrain or even dangerous terrain. They're not, they're not moved by it. At the same time, they aren't so stubborn to continue on a path that will only result in peril. That's how most goats are smarter than we are. A goat will recognize 
this, this path is going to end up in disaster. This path is going to end up in, in peril and the loss of my life and everything that I've worked for. The tenacity that I've utilized and the sound steps has got me to this point right here. If I don't make an adjustment in my life, it's going to have treacherous results. See, a goat, goat's moves are a result of thought and they, they produce a sound or a healthy steps in their life. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 30 tells us that a sound heart is the life of the flesh, but envy is the rottenness of the bones. Focus on the first part, a sound heart. That word sound means life or, health, or healthiness, if you will. Beloved, what the goat has is a calculated characteristic. It is one in which enables him to her to, uh, to make their steps according to the will of God in the manner of safety and surety. In Psalm 37, verse 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his ways, or way. Herein is the key, guys. As the goat is known for their, their tenacious maneuvers throughout a mountainous terrain, they are also directed by sound steps. Their steps are sound. And sure, guys, you know, why shouldn't ours be the same? Psalm 18, verse 36 says, Thou hast enlarged my steps under me, that my feet did not slip. Think about that just for a second, in relation first with the he-goat. How many of us have, have traveled uh, alongside one of the valley roads or one of the mountain roads or whatever, and we've looked up at a mountaintop, maybe not here, maybe somewhere else. I've been out in, the, in the, uh, the Rocky Mountains of Colorado, and I've been driving along the path there and going between place and place, and I've looked way up there inside one of those mountains. I mean thousands upon thousands of feet. And there was, stood on a rock, all four hooves, all four feet, a goat, a ram, or whatever you want to call it. And there just stood there, this big old huge looking uh, animal, seemingly standing on a rock that big, waiting. I've heard people tell stories that they're doing that because they don't know where to go. And yet I look in the Holy Scriptures and I, I, I beg to differ. You see, my friend, that goat is making a calculated thought for the next step he or she's going to make to get where they need to go. They're tenacious. They want their steps to be sound. And guys, if the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, you know what the Lord's going to do with our steps? He's going to enlarge them that we slip not. God will enlarge them underneath us to ensure that they are sound, healthy, and not otherwise. Characteristic of a goat that we can have in our life. Lastly, we find the characteristic of strength, a king. The latter part of that verse says, and a king against whom there is no rising up. Did you know the word king occurs in the Bible 2,364 times? The Bible tells us that mercy and truth preserve the king. His throne is upholden by mercy. There are some qualities of a king as believers that you and I must possess. I do believe one of them is mercy. We have received mercy, therefore we should exercise mercy. Another one is grace. We have received grace, therefore we should exercise grace in people's lives. But as believers, we must possess these characteristics. 
not one of domination, but certainly one of ruling. So the question may rest in your heart today, to whom or what are we ruling? Well, Solomon said this, He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh the city. We were having a conversation earlier before church about a phrase that on the gridiron I was, I was raised up with. And Brother Kelton reminded me that it was said the same thing of a famous defensive end by the name of, or outside linebacker by the name of Lawrence Taylor, that he played with reckless abandonment. Our coach taught us to play on defense with reckless abandonment. Now, that doesn't mean out of control. It actually means quite the opposite. With complete and total restraint of control, but abandoning all fears. Abandonment of all that which is behind. Abandonment of all of that which is holding you back. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, he says. He that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. You know what Paul said in the same context? Paul said, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means... When I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Let me ask you a question. How many people did you witness the gospel to yesterday or Friday? How many people did you share the holy, precious gospel that gives eternal life to the soul, the only access point into the eternal? How many in the last 48 hours did you share it with? How many of us had a captivated audience over the last two days Speaking, talking, do whatever. It doesn't matter whom it may be. Family, friends, neighbors. Hey, it could be an enemy. Who knows? Did we share the gospel with? Opportunity is given to share the gospel. One of the reasons people don't share the gospel is because they have no rule over their own body. They have no rule over their own spirit. Proverbs 25, verse 28 says, He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. If a city is broken down and without walls, what what does that tell you this morning? What type of city is that? It means it's a defenseless city. Paul tells us in the book of Ephesians to put on the whole armor of God, does he not? Every drop of that armor, except for one piece mentioned, are defensive armors. If you have no rule over your spirit, you don't have the whole armor of God on there. You have no defense against this world. No protection, beloved. King says there's no rising up against the king. There's strength in bringing our spirit under control. We've talked about tempers in the past. What tempered steel is. I won't, I won't reiterate the illustration. I love it to death, but we've taught and you've learned that when you lose your temper, you lose your strength. Tempered steel is, the, is still is heated, heated up to a, a high uh, degree to where it maintains its shape. But when you get bent out of shape, if you will, when you lose your temper, you're not showing your strength. You're showing your weakness. You see, beloved... Controlling your spirit, having rule over your spirit, isn't just what you are to do. The first three things that we looked at here with taking a stand, all right, the swiftness, 
and the soundness of our steps, those are all dealing with what you are to do. Positive actions. Now, sometimes we're looking at strength and what you ought not do. The operative word is no. A king that rules his spirit well in order to go well will listen carefully to the words of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ simply said this, No man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he will first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house. If you can't say no to certain things in your life, beloved, I'm going to go ahead and call it like it is. You're bound. You're tied up, locked up, locked down. You are, you are bound. You are of no good as a witness of the Lord Jesus Christ. You cannot witness the gospel. If you can't, you not rule your spirit as the king can. You are bound. Your goods, if you're bound, your goods are going to be spoiled. Now, the same people that, that Jesus Christ is speaking to here in Mark chapter 3, it's the same people that he's speaking to in Matthew 23, where he says, Woe unto you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites, and Pharisees, hypocrites. For ye pay tithe of, of uh, mint and of anise and cumin, and, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye to have done, and not to leave uh, the others undone, ye blind guides. And he says, You strain in a gnat, and you swallow a camel. A strong man bound by allowing no rule over his own spirit, yet making judgment calls for others in their life, is straining at a gnat and swallow a camel. Because we can't say no to gluttony, gossip, gainsaying, conformity to the culture, and to the crowd. What does it make you? It makes you weak. It makes you have a no rule over your spirit. What's one of the most popular things? I mentioned culture. What's one of the most socially accepted things in our culture today? Even amongst so-called Christians, and I emphasize so-called. Anyone? Exactly. Is that you, Jess? Who said that? Carol. My glasses are off. Everybody was just a blur. Sorry. <laughs> alcohol. Oh, preacher, you're not going to go down the alcohol road, are you? Sure I am. And I'll beat that drum until the day I die. Because it's reprehensible. George, don't ever touch this stuff. You young boy, and you still have opportunity and time to say no the rest of your life. You know what alcohol is good for? It's good for taking things away, like family, home, money, jobs, and reputation. Solomon, the wisest man on the planet, said wine is a mocker. Strong drink is raging. And whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. You say, preacher, do you hate it? Absolutely, I do. I'll tell you the one of the things that turns my stomach is when I see these 
Parents posting pictures of their 16-year-old girl with a glass of wine in her hand. And what I want to ask those parents, who most of them are luscious, I want to ask them, how many mistakes have you made in your life? How much of your purity did you lose in your life? Because your inhibitions were removed or one drop of alcohol placed in your body. He says those who are deceived thereby are not wise. And then you're going to put that weapon into a young child's hand? I've seen more homes and lives destroyed by something that is legal than I have of that which is illegal. And it breaks my heart every single day. Do you know what happens when you rule not your spirit and you, take, you remove the, the ability to say no? You become prey. That lion that takes a stand, he's a predator. That greyhound who is swift is making agile decisions. That he-goat who is sound is tenacious. And say what you want to about a goat, but I'm not going to square up against one, I can tell you that. They'll knock me down that mountain quicker than I can, I can think about it. But a king, who there's no rising up, and he's only good if he rules his spirit well. You become a prey to your own devices. Solomon said in Proverbs 117, Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. I use wolves as an example quite often, many a times. Wolves hunt and they hunt in packs, mainly in threes and fours. The methodology of their hunting ability is that they hunt and they, they flank is what they do. So the wolf that you see, let me say this. The sin that you see, the draw that you see is never the one that kills you. Adrian Rogers says, a man takes a drink, drink takes a drink, then drink takes a man. That's the pattern. You're no better than anyone else. You're not going to arise above it. It's going to destroy your life. It's already destroyed your testimony. And that's why you haven't witnessed to those that you're sitting there lushing it up with. Now, again, I don't know who this... Camera's right there. It's not the ones you see that kills you. It's the ones you don't see. It's how a strong man is bound. Too many are binding themselves in their life by making choices just because it's culturally sound. Just because the crowd is doing it. Just because they want, to confer, they want to conform. Now Paul said, let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. That's got nothing to do with drinking alcohol. Doing drugs, pornography, whatever it is. That means we need to have a balanced life. Not balanced with sin. But balanced away from legalism and license. Which is a message for another time. Guys, you know, the Bible tells us that if we can't say no uh, to the dinner table, if we can't say no to our own desires, Proverbs 23, 2, put a knife to thy throat. If thou uh, be a man of giving an appetite, guys, 
I understand that's extreme, but, but guys, if we can't make better choices as Christians today, how are we going to affect the world for the cause of Jesus Christ? We're not. But you want to go well, and I want you to go well. Mercy and truth preserve the king. And we're speaking about truth today. We're talking about balance today. We're talking about making the right choice. What does all this mean? The three things were animals, but the Bible tells us in verse 29, four are comely and going. When you tie them all together, beloved, you can go well in this life. When you adapt to these characteristics in these days, uh, guys, it will enable you to stand firm as a lion, moving with the swiftness of a greyhound and the sound steps of a, a ramming the enemy because we are more than conquerors in the strength of a king whom there is no rising up. We are told to be wise as serpents, but harmless as doves. We are to be meek, but not weak. And beloved, we need to understand that if we're going to go well in this life, we must stand upon truth, even if it goes against every fiber of our being. As a matter of fact, especially when it goes against every fiber of our being. Beloved, from the pulpit to the pews and in every place in this life, we need to go well. All four characteristics are needed to go well. All four are needed to be comely. A lion who stands, and beloved, you know, most of the time the lion is quiet, yet he turns not away from any. His actions are solid, they're strong. The lion doesn't go around announcing to the animal world of who and what he is. Guess what? The world just knows. You don't have to go around in the world today with your Jesus t-shirt on. Hey, you can have all, I don't say not wear them, but you don't have to go around with a sandwich board on saying, hey, I'm a Christian, I'm this, I'm that. Just live your life like a Christian. Not how this goofy world says a Christian is. Laughing it up. Jesus Christ ate with sinners, but he didn't sin with them, amen. Just be, be exist, guys. We need to live this life like a greyhound and be swift and move with eloquence in our life. A greyhound is known for grace. The greyhound's attribute in our life, guys, is speaking less and listening more, gathering our thoughts and placing them into the arena of God's merciful hand. And our, our reactions will always take precedent to our actions. Paul said this, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, he said, do. And the God of peace shall be with you. I go back to that question I asked about 20 minutes ago now. We would go through the crowd this morning. Yes or no to tick that box. Do you feel like life is an uphill struggle? Well, why don't you take a, take a book out of Paul's, or take a page out of Paul's book of the things that you have seen and learned and received in him and do them. The goat, sound steps of a goat. Having the ability to move in odd and rough and fairness, dangerous terrains on the mountainside with tenacity. The goat does not give up. The goat has no problem in waiting for the right moment to calculate his next move, to evaluate the mountainside. He moves with sound, healthy, life-giving steps because he understands no matter how far he gets in the journey, if he loses his life, it's all for naught. And then there's the king of whom there is no rising up against. Again, we must understand that we are more than conquerors, according to Romans chapter 8. 
through him that loved us, who is the Lord Jesus Christ, and it is the strength of the King of kings today which enables us to move forward, to stand as a lion, to be swift as a greyhound, and to have the steps of the heat goat. So, beloved, simply put this morning, if you are going to go well, and I pray to God that you do, it will only be possible in the power and the might of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I bid each and every one of you this morning, my plea and my prayer to you this morning is to work toward removing whatever is holding you back and take on the characteristics of these four individuals that God has given us that says four are calmly in going. Will you bow your head this morning? Father, I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity and time to stand before you and preach your word. I pray that you would take it applying to the hearts of the hearers. And I simply ask you, dear God, to help us make a move today that is better than the one just an hour ago. I pray that our steps, dear Lord, be ordered by you. The swiftness of the greyhound be found in our reactions. The strength, Father of a king, be seen in our ability to not conform as we stand upon the truth as a lion. Father, I do thank you for all that you've done and praise the wonderful name of my Lord and Savior today in whose name I ask. Amen. I hope the preaching and teaching of the Word of God is a blessing to your heart this morning.